too late. We record. We are recording. Hello, Ali. Hello, Muhammad. It's been a while. Uh, yes, um, three weeks, I think, because yeah, the last week. Uh, so the first week, we uh, I was sick. Yeah. The second week, week you had some stuff to do. Some I, I needed to write, to write a thirty-page paper about the effects of Hammer Generation, Hammer horror films on Tim Burton. And how was it received? Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten the. Yeah. I didn't do a good job. I mean, hopefully I, well I did though. a good enough job. Good enough. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Just enough. Um, so we have sort of an unofficial trilogy so far between our last two episodes yes, and, and this one. Yes, and just like The Godfather, the third uh, <laughs> part is has been delayed significantly and it's probably going to be more disappointing than the previous one. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I agree. I... But well, um, speaking of The Godfather, next month is its 50th anniversary. Yeah, uh, 25th of March, if I remember. Nice. Uh, and we might do an episode on yeah. it. I mean, we'll definitely do something, but... Yeah. Yeah. Also, there is another... Uh, anniversary, which we're gonna do for all of you art oh. freaks out there, <laughs> but f- I, I won't tell you what. Yeah, it is. let's not spoil that one. Yeah, but it's very artsy, so it's very weird because I haven't seen it actually. Neither of them. Uh, the other one, the newer one, I have bits and pieces of, oh, but okay. the old old one, no. We should watch the old old one. It's great. I, I'm probably. I mean, I have to, but I'm kind of curious anyways oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome to uh wait i've seen it before where we talk about one story two interpretations even though both of those interpretations may not be quite well one yeah. might be quite shit <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i mean i i have notes i have notes he has notes and if, if you're hearing this crinkling thing it's I have kind of an obsession. It's basically a fetish at this point. I take paper, like okay. regular copy of paper, and I spray it with water, and then I let it dry out, and it becomes like crinkly, and it oh. it makes everything feel important. You can write something as Pac-Man fever, and it feels like like you're writing legislation in eighteen hundreds. I mean, uh, that just works. Uh, if you do it with coffee. Um, it's yeah, it will turn brown, so... Yeah. No, I just want to texture. I totally uh, care about the color. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, but what, let's do pixels later. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Let's first start with uh, The Last Starfighter. Oh, yeah. by the way, before we do that, let's talk about what the hell is the trilogy. <laughs> because... So, yeah, right. We did... Uh, the first one, which was Mortal Kombat, we did... It was... About movies based, movies based on video games. And then the second part, which was Free Guy and the oh. other movie I don't care about. Ready Player One. Um, the one I care about. <laughs> it was about uh, worlds, games in movies. Yes. And this third one is about... Gamers. My favorite people in the world. <laughs> uh, gamers in movies. And yeah. for whatever reason, we thought about pixels 
because there are probably better movies than Pixels out there to, about game To be groups. honest, this one we started, I think we started with the last Starfighter. We won, and then we thought, okay, what movie is like that? Oh, let's go with. I can't remember the discussion, but yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's let's just oh, put yeah. that for later. Yeah. And well, uh, funny fun fact number one uh, in this episode: the last Starfighter is actually the third movie that was released in 1984 that we are talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about Dune and we talked about the Sword of the Valiant. Yes. At some point, we need to talk about 1984. I mean, we, yeah, probably. We can't, we can't put it next to V for Vendetta, but that's a whole other discussion. Because John Hurt is in both of them. It's a really <laughs> fun twist. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually uh, quite weird that it has happened three times in a row. I wish yeah. I had a nickel for every time that happened. Anyway. You'd have three nickels. Yes. Which actually would be quite a fortune in real. <laughs> that is true. I can, uh, I don't know, uh, buy a drink or something. Yeah. So, before we get to the pixels, because I imagine bulk of this episode is going to be us shitting on pixels. The last Starfighter. Oh, by the way, another weird connection that I sort of didn't realize until we watched it. Both of these movies are about arcade game gamers. Yes, uh, it's about the 80s more than anything, even yeah. though pixels came out like six years ago, seven years ago to be more precise but yeah, 2015, yeah. I think. um the last starfighter is what did you sh think should we get into it i guess yeah um oh uh, first of all for those of you who don't know the last starfighter is about a guy who finishes a game an arcade game and like gets the high score and is recruited to go into outer space and do exactly the thing he did in the game to save a race yes it's star wars not really. It's, it's really, it's a Star Wars clone through and through in every sense of the world, word, no, word. In the fact that, you know, uh, there's a mentor that takes the young man to the space fights. <laughs> I, and that's there's a lot as of. That's old as time, though. Uh, you can't say that it's Lord of the Rings, too. But uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, but there's no, you know, space dogfights in Lord of the Rings. There's a lot of space dogfights in both The Last Starfight and Star Wars. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that's the general idea. And uh, so what did you think of it? I didn't like it. <laughs> Seriously? No, I did not like it. I don't think uh, have you seen it recently or was I it? watched it recently for, oh, the, for uh, this episode right, okay um, I wrote something about it on letterboxd you can check it out yeah um, I I I don't know maybe you know again the thing is that it reminded me a lot of Star Wars ah, uh, your favorite franchise fuck me if that was my favorite favorite franchise <laughs> And that's a bonbon, yeah. as the French say. You can segue to your French uh, hating oh, yeah. thing if you want. I mean, uh, I'm gonna. I have a joke prepared. I I do the French on that. I was gonna say pixels made me like French because I realized there's something worse than French people out there. Well, there you go. Anyways, um, yeah, the last Starfighter. I think it's a it's a cult movie. Uh, 
many senses like yeah it has really bad visual effects first of all bad computer visual effects uh, because the makeup is amazing yeah is it it's really good dude poop man what poop man you know the dude that uh, <laughs> is probably looks looks like a rock with looks more like shit i mean the i uh, can't remember his name the guy with the big forehead the aliens that he worked with they actually the makeup was actually really good i, I might be i okay to be fair i might have been too disinterested in this movie because i was like oh <laughs> no <laughs> i get it. that's some of the stuff that happens it's the, an the aggressively only... 80s movie yeah like it's so 80s it cannot fucking believe i think it's very mediocre I again, it might be because it's an '80s movie, and uh, I just like it. I like them a lot more. You know what, what do you like about the movie in general? Like, what is the point of the movie that you think? You know, this is a competent movie made. Um, so there, there were a lot of stuff that I liked about it, and uh, okay, there is another reason I like. I have a very fetish, fetish, fetishistic relationship with a lot of actors. Oh, nice. In the sense that I, I have a weird sense about a lot of actors where I really like them and I think, oh, I want to see more of them. Robert Preston is one of them. Um, I don't think you know him. No, I. this is probably the first time I saw him in a movie. Well, for musical fans out there, he was Professor Howard Hill in The Music Man. And his character here is exactly that in, in like space. And so there are a lot of stuff about 80s movies, a lot of cliches that I enjoy. So watching this movie was like a good, it was like a comfort food, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, I, mm -hmm. I admit, it's not the best movie out there. It's, it's far from it. But it's a good movie for me. I liked experiencing it again. No. Yeah. The CG is awful though. The CG is awful. I think that was maybe one of the main things that really didn't click with me. And I'm not the um you know, the kind of guy that goes like, Oh, this movie looks bad and I didn't want to watch it. I, I just don't know. Uh there are a few things that I do like about the movie, though. One of them is, again, uh, as you just said, how the movie treats its main character. Uh, you know, he's not a nerd. He's not a shy type. He actually has a girlfriend. He has somewhat of ambitions for uh, yeah. future. And, you know. And he's not an asshole, unlike some other people in our <laughs> next movie. Yeah. Um, I like that about him. Um, again, the cool thing that you said, uh, some of the bait and switch that happens there is quite funny in some places. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like, uh, I think even the concept can be appealing on a certain level. I just didn't like, uh, whatever happened outside of, uh, yeah. It was just not very well developed, I think. Like, um, 
It was that kind of thing that even the original trilogy has a lot in that um, the planet, the habitats, some of the stuff that happens to certain races and certain species that just yeah. don't make sense. Like, um, this is a, actually a criticism I have of many, many sci-fi uh, movies, especially space operas, is that why does every planet work like Earth, you know? Well, yeah, but... I'm not saying that Last Drive Fighter should, like, fix it. That's the thing, though, because I don't think this movie really cared <laughs> in, in creating a, well, hard sci-fi concept. It was like, yeah, no, we're gonna talk about video games and how mm. wars are like video games. <laughs> Wars are not like video games, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, video games are more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing, though, speaking of CG, uh, it's not good. But they did something which I hoped a lot of 90s movies would do, which they didn't, which is weird. They knew they couldn't add textures to the CG models. So the car that Robert Preston's Century drives has no textures, like the actual model of the car oh that God. he drives. Yeah, it's exactly, and this is the weird thing. This came out a year before Back in the Future, but the car looks exactly like a fucking DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. To be honest, DeLoreans uh, do look futuristic. That, that was the reason they used it in Back to the Future. They were like, oh, we need a car that kind of looks futuristic. And they said, oh, okay, this one. So I think... It was like a commonality in the 80s, but it just, it, it has a certain, how do you say, artistry to it that they realized, okay, our CG powers are not very good. Let's make our models look more like CG instead of the other way around. It's the anti-Disney <laughs> approach. It's like, yeah, our computers are not uh, advanced enough to have textures. We make the car smooth as possible. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much to talk about in this movie. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, again, very by the numbers thing that goes on. Yeah. There it's, are... it's charming, though. I, I stand by my... Well, that You know, if you like 80s movies, and you know what kind of movies. I mean, I don't mean, like... Uh, uh, how do you how do I say it? 80s as as a decade had a very distinct way of looking at stuff both in terms of horror and sci-fi yeah and if you like 80s sci-fi and you know exactly what sort of movies I'm talking about these kids movies that had like big spaceships and all of that I think you're gonna love this one this is one of the better ones when did you see it the first time I saw it. After the first season of Future Man, because they mention it in Future Man. But like, you know, uh, this is always the theory I had with Star Wars too. Like, um, these kinds of movies, you need to watch them before you're like 13, 14, before you go to high school to really appreciate them. Like, oh, yeah. I highly doubt I would have appreciated Star Wars if I watched it like... Like I did. I watched it in high school. Yeah. Like when you're 15, 16, whatever. Or even to some extent, you might disagree with me on this, Star Trek. 
Um, uh, to be honest, I watched Star Wars, Star Trek after I watched Star Wars, but I like Star Trek more. <laughs> but I agree, these are the things that you get in, you get in them because they need a huge suspension of disbelief. And it's kind of sad that we don't, I don't think we have movies like this, where they seem to have fun with the world. Like Marvel movies, and we get to them <laughs> at some point do tend to have that, but as time went on, they become too self-serving and self-serious. They took themselves too seriously. This movie does not take itself seriously. Like, it's not serious at all. It just... It's quite to goofy. Have one. Yeah. Just, uh, if you look at it in that way, yeah. Like, um, again, the dude you talked about, actually... Uh, Robert Preston. Yeah, Robert Preston. He is extremely goofy and fun in the movie, and in contrast to Sir Alec McGuinness, who didn't give a shit, yeah. uh, he is kind of having a lot of fun in the role. And he's, he talks in a very musical Again, he's playing Howard Hill. He's, uh, he's one step away from thinking, oh, you got trouble. Why to university with a capital T and five P and that stands for fool. Oh, you got trouble. Which is his song in The Music Man. Yeah. And... It was his last movie, by the way. He died after this, yes. so that that kind of hurts too. You know who's the most shocking person on this list of actors? Who? Uh, Will Whedon is apparently in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Luis's friend. Uh, uh, his scenes are apparently deleted, though, as far as I know. Ah, uh, he might be the background. Will Whedon was a kid back then. He was in Stand By Me, right? Stand By Me was 90s. Mm, yeah, I or think 80s, it was I 90s. Uh, but yeah, this one, this was one of those movies where I went in completely blind, knowing almost no one in the, um, uh, in the cast. And I knew one person in the cast. But even back then, when I first watched the movie, I didn't know him. <laughs> so yeah, he has an and before his name. Why is that? It's also very low budget. I think, like... I I don't know, though. I mean, it has a $15 million budget. It's not too big for... For an 80s movie? How much did Dune have? Oh, Dune had, like, 40, 50. Like, oh, it was, this is so much better looking than Dune. Yeah. <laughs> in many ways, this is actually better looking. This is actually a better movie than Dune. I uh, will disagree with that. <laughs> I had more fun watching this than I did watching Dune. Let, let me put it this way. Nah, I guess so. Uh, N- not me, but yeah. you know, to each his own. I think um, it's it's a fun watch. Do you, if, do you recommend it? Um, if, again, it's uh, the kind of taste you have, like it's something that just, you know, it's not something that convinces you of loving this kind of movies, if you know what I mean. Like, for example, if someone hates musicals, you don't tell them, go watch La La Land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is that kind of thing. If you don't like sci-fi, 80s sci-fi, I won't say you should watch The Last Starfighter. And, um, but uh, if yeah. you are, I think it's worth a watch at least. You might like it. Uh, like Ali, or you might mm. not like it like me. I don't hate it. I just, I think it's... Mediocre. Yeah. It's, 
harmless. Again, it, yeah, exactly. That was the word I was gonna say. It's harmless. Uh, even if you don't like it, you're not gonna like say, "Oh, this is one of the I wasted my time." No, you watch the mediocre movie, and it's it's not too long either. That's one of the best things about it. It it never drags on. Like it it's it, it. I'm not gonna say it's not boring. There are some boring scenes, but it never drags on. It's not like Okay, get to the next part. Come on, get to the... Come on, Ridley, cut! <laughs> enough is enough! Yeah. For the... Uh, watch... Uh, listen to our next episode for that joke. Uh, because <laughs> we're gonna... A little bit behind the scenes, we're gonna record three episodes today. Yeah, and it's gonna be quite the train. Yeah, so uh. all of them are mixing in my head. Uh, anyways, I think that's... Yeah, we have to see about last Starfighter. The weird thing is, uh, I know the next movie we're going to talk about, Pixels, is taken from a short movie, but it's oddly enough like this: an arcade player has to defeat aliens to save the world, to save the world, and to doing it by using arcade techniques. Except this one is much more charming than that. Uh. On that front, I do agree quite a lot. Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. Listen, Centauri wants to keep it for a surprise. Trust me. Oh, you're going to love it. Love it. <laughs> the amusing thing about this, it's all a big mistake. That particular Starfighter game was supposed to be delivered to Vegas. Not some flea-spec trailer park in the middle of tumbleweeds and tarantulas. So it must be fate. Destiny, blind chance, luck even, that brings us together. And as the poet says, the rest is history. And we're back. Yeah. Oh I wish God. we weren't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the movie uh, Pixels, which we are currently talking about right now, yeah. uh, is truly the first movie that has almost no positive aspect to it yes like even with mortal kombat 95 i could see th- there are yeah, certain Larry charms to it. the the shang Tsung guy <laughs> yeah shang Tsung was fun like yeah. i don't know what other movies did we talk about old boy um it had, was, it had interesting ideas there was some good stuff there i guess yeah. Even in Ready Player One, which you don't like. I can appreciate, yeah, again, some of the things that happen. Pixels is not one of them. Pixels has no redeeming quality whatsoever. And I watched it the second time. Yeah. <laughs> you did too, of course, yeah. obviously. In my Letterboxd review, I wrote, uh, I can't talk about a lot of things, but I just want to say I regret every decision in my life where I'm sitting here needing to rewatch Pixels. The only thing that I sort of liked was Brian Cox, but that's because I like Brian Cox. And I, it was kind of fun to imagine him as Logan Roy in the movie. <laughs> A PG Logan Roy who couldn't say fuck off. <laughs> uh, so what a weird movie. First okay. of all, Let, let's talk about the biggest issue with this movie. A huge amount of it takes place around the game Pac-Man. Um, Pac-Man I mean, is a huge it, character. It, it is a character, not that big though. Like, 
I mean, the second challenge is about Pac-Man. Yeah. He talks about knowing the patterns of Pac-Man. We see Pac-Man's creator. They don't use the song Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> you can't even do lazy movie, right? Like, okay, this is a bad movie, but even bad movies usually have a standard in them. Like, okay, you make a movie about arcades in the 80s and Pac-Man is in your movie and there is a chase with him. You need to talk about Pac- You need to play Pac-Man Fever. And the funny thing is, there are a lot of licensed music in this. Yeah, a lot like, of shitty ones. Like everybody queen, wants to rule the yeah, world. Yeah, there's everybody wants to rule the world. There's I don't know uh, some other bunch of stuff. Uh, surrender. Yeah. Mommy's alright. Daddy's alright. The movie actually opens to that. Yeah, and ends to that. Yeah. And okay, there are a lot of things I want to talk about in term, but all of them are intertextual they're not about the movie's quality they're about what the movie is trying to do so for those of you who don't know what the movie is about it's about adam sandler it's an adam sandler movie like yeah saving the world via video games and not even the cool ones <laughs> i like, mean come on pac-man's kind of cool yeah but uh donkey kong's fun it wasn't even it's, it was the original donkey kong like the Mario they film. made Wicked Ralph. I like his album so much better. Wicked Ralph was so Obvi- much better. Obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> comparison aside, um, I think the biggest fault of this movie, like I remember uh, the first time this um, movie was announced. Movie. This movie by the loosest term. Uh, yeah. The first time it was announced, I, I, I was a bit excited at first. But then I uh, I actually read the news in some magazine. But then I read Adam Sandler was going to be in it. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah. Oh, God, please, no. God. That, you know, yeah. Michael Scott. Yeah. Um, and Chris Columbus uh, directed this movie. Oh, God, that was the most heartbreaking part of it. Was it, though? I mean, he, he, made, he made Home Alone. He Chris made the Columbus. first Harry Potter movie. Uh, the first two ones. First two ones. The second one is actually my favorite. I know everyone likes the Alfonso Cuarón one, but I like the Chris Columbus one. Yeah, that's okay. What happened to you, man? I think he just, you know, uh, is a, uh, Chris Columbus, in my opinion, at least, based on Percy Jackson and Pixels and some other stuff he has done lately, is a guy who's stuck in the 90s too, a bit too much. Yeah. Like... Um, some uh, Pixels is actually a lot like uh, movies from 90s but with um, higher definition cam- cameras yeah <laughs> I guess <exactly. laughs> um, and the humor is 90s the, the humor is very 90s the, the script is awful I don't know who wrote it? Let me. There were a bunch of people. Like it was. It wasn't just one person. That's why. Yeah, it's based on a short movie. I haven't watched the short movie because honestly, I don't really care about pixels enough to search more stuff about it. And like, and I know Mortal Kombat. I watched a whole bunch of shit for it, but this one I'm not going to. It's actually by Team um, Patrick Herlihy. 
a Broadway musical book writer. What musical did you write? I'm so sorry, but we need to talk about this. Hurley, Hurley, Hurley? Mr. Hurley, please uh, tell us what your name pronounces so we can do it right. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say. Uh, I don't know. He, he wrote, uh, no, he was in Ridiculous 6. He and wrote, wrote Grown Ups 2, so fuck him. No, seriously, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I have, sadly. It's an Alexander movie. What did you expect? I don't know what I expect. And, oh, fuck you. He, he wrote the Broadway version of Wedding Singer, which is a 90s movie. Um, yeah, man, Adam Sandler, such a bizarre actor. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, he's a, he's always been kind of an enigma to me because I mean, recently he was in Uncut Gems. I haven't seen Uncut Gems, but from what I've heard, he was amazing in it. Yes, he was. And so I'm like, okay, so you either really don't care, or you care sometimes, or what the deal is with you? Apparently, uh, like, he's more into those easy money, because these movies actually do make a lot of money. Like, that one that... He did last year with uh, Jennifer Aniston. No, it was Murder Mystery, something like that. Murder I, Island? I, I remember the last big one was Hubie Halloween. Uh, I don't know. It's such a sad day when you look at Adam Sandler's... Uh, yeah, it was Murder Mystery. Murder Mystery was in 2019. Yeah, uh, he did it with... I remember this, Hubie Halloween, which was okay, 2019. I, I, I can't remember I remember it from uh, Red Letter Media's oh, discussions. Okay. Anyways, Sandler, okay. first of all, do you think he's a funny guy? No. I think he's a great actor. I don't think he's funny. Me too. He's a very shitty comedian, especially on SNL. Like, I watched a bunch of old stuff. He, he had a chance of being around Chris Farley, which was a really funny guy. But he himself was not funny at all. Oh. Yeah, he uh, he goes for that deadpan kind of humor, I think, which uh, just doesn't work. He ha actually had an SNL uh, co-worker that did what he wants to do much better. The late Norm no MacDonald. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> with deadpan humor, you need to have a very, I don't know, maniacal face in the sense yeah. that uh you know you're gonna uh put someone through a lot of misery just to get to the point of your joke just like yeah. norm did and uh, sandler doesn't have that sandler is too goofy to be like that i think yeah um, and yet he's not goofy enough you i think he I just mean? doesn't care no no i i mean in the times where he did care, like the wedding singers, like Billy Madison and all of that. For I, example, I can't remember a good com comedic role for him anyway. Ah, like, Fifty First Dates, I think. Unless so. you consider uh, Punch Drunk Love a comedic role, though it's more romantic. Yeah. Anyway, to be honest, I think like when you, when I think of goofy goofiness, I think of Conan Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And Sandler doesn't go that far. And he, he 
he's stuck in the middle. He doesn't know what he wants to be, basically. I agree with that, yeah. And, okay, so this movie is shit. I don't even want to talk about the story. <laughs> um, it's really simple. So, actually, is it? It's a really simple concept to me. Complicated but stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, let's not move from actors in this movie because oh, oh, yeah. the most egregious example of an acting I've ever seen in my life ever is Josh Gad. Yeah. Josh Gad, go fuck yourself. I completely agree. To be honest, he's very lucky that James Corden exists. <laughs> because if he wasn't there, he would have been the worst thing to happen to musicals. But no, James Corden exists, so James Corden is the worst thing to happen the to The second musicals. worst thing that has happened to musicals. Yeah, it's Josh Gad. He had one good role, and we didn't even see him in that. Why? Olaf. Frozen. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, he's just so... He plays a weep, basically. Like, someone we, who's we in love with a... I actually want to talk about that a lot. Uh, all right. <laughs> Because, I'm sorry, is but it my phone? I think it's yours. Um, I'm sorry, I posted a picture for those of you who are wondering what is that. My phone is on the table and it vibrated. I posted a picture of myself with a white beard. Yeah. And people are... Really, Commenting on Yeah, liking it. <laughs> for some fucking reason. So. Uh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Fuck him. <laughs> I want to talk about him a lot because I okay. think his whole character and his arc is not only insulting, it's very dangerous. Yeah, it is. Um, Michelle Monaghan just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, Brian, Brian Cox, Cox doesn't give a shit. Sean Bean doesn't give a shit. <laughs> the only person who actually I didn't hate was fucking Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James is... Okay, I guess. Which is better in than between, uh, like, uh, there's a saying in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Yeah, <laughs> it's that situation. Yeah. Oh, um, Peter Dinklage. And I like Peter Dinklage a lot, but he mm. is so bad. He's yeah. so baffling in this movie. God, the cast just drags the whole movie down by quite a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if you're a fan of Bertie Rock. Uh, I haven't seen it, no. Well, uh, Jane uh, Krakowski is in Bertie Rock. And I really liked her in it. In this movie, I don't know why, why they have her. She's basically... Yeah, she's so like in two or three scenes max. Yeah. And, okay. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the notes I have written. Hear about cinnamon. What does she look like? Oh, God, are you kidding? I want to know. She's a husband stealing Pilates teacher. She's hot uh-huh. and limber. That doesn't matter. Yes, actually, it does. She's not perfect, though, right? Girls like that who steal husbands, they always got one thing wrong with them. Come on. Her forehead's too big. <laughs> oh. Mole on the chin. N- no. Two different nostrils. No. She's, she's flawless. She is. I mean, her eyes. Okay, her eyes are a little, a little far apart. Kind of looks like a. Fire. And we're back. Okay, first of all, this movie is not only bad; 
it's insulting it perpetuates a lot of bad ideas bad stereotypes bad stereotypes and it's very dangerous in how it presents itself the first thing i have is the need for gen x nerds which is adam sandler to feel cool <laughs> by doing what the military does there is a not a subplot the plot of the movie is that these guys these nerds that spent all of their time playing video games now get to be the cool guys now get to give it, orders to the military yes because they're fighting video game avatars from outer space yeah and they know how to shoot guns because the tactical knowledge of learning the patterns doesn't doesn't uh, manifest in anything useful so for in order for them to be useful they need to learn to shoot guns which is basically the glorification of oh you know you're only useful if you know how to shoot guns yeah and it's not very good because it's a trend that it feels like it's pandering to a very specific kind of audience and not the kind uh, you want to be associated with <laughs> You know what kind we're talking about. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. The kind that has, you know, brings up redemption. Um, I'm aware of it, I guess. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the guy that holds a lot of guns in his house and is like good at one game. In his case, it was Call of Duty. And that's everything he knows how to do. Basically, it's trying to say you fucking losers are not actually losers when in fact the whole idea of the movie is that Kevin James is the president of the fucking United States and uh, remember this this was before Trump so yeah there's a bit of irony going there which I'm not even gonna yeah discuss <laughs> and it's not good the fact that they glorify the fact that these guys are useful only because of their brawn, not because of their mind. It actually comes back. I, I It's my fourth point, which is rampant sexism. But <laughs> it, it feels very cynical in a way. Like, oh, you guys, you're cool. You know, you spend all of your... The highest achievement you ever get in your life was being almost the top guy at Pac-Man in 1984. It was 82, but whatever. Yeah, 80, uh, 4 is because yeah, of yeah. So, you are actually cool, and your skills are needed if you just learn how to be in the military. So, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I know this is gonna, I don't give a shit if this is gonna bring us down, but I'm not a very big fan of American military. <laughs> I'm not a very big fan of any military. Be careful, the FBI is gonna come in anyway. Yeah. I mean, not the FBI because, you know, they're not here. CIA yeah. is gonna do their dirty job. You dirty, dirty dogs. Well, I mean, if, to be honest, I doubt anyone is a big fan of, the outside American. of United States, a big fan of American military. <laughs> I know. We here in Middle East, we really don't like you people. Like, uh, there are some people that do like it, but uh, not that many. Ooh, trust me, I know. 
I mean, our, our neighbors don't even like them. <laughs> okay, anyways, the thing is, this is a glorification of military, and in a cynical way at that. It's like, oh no, the military can't do wrong. They did good, just need to listen to the nerds. And then we get Josh Gad's obsessive behavior over a woman is shown as quirky and is rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Gad's character, which is Ludlow, is shown to be not only obsessive, dangerously obsessive over a video game character. Quite predatory, even. Yeah. <laughs> Some senses, yeah. I'm talking only in regard to this character because Josh Gatz himself is kind of a sexual allegation attractor. Walk. Yeah, because he remember what he said to Michelle Monaghan, like you, you smell, your hair smells good, and it's like, and okay, you know, okay. First of all, this is 2015, so it's not like oh, it was a different time back then. No, it was seven years ago. We, we knew back then what Bill Cosby was doing. Uh, we just, uh, you know, close our eyes to it. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. When but did Me Too start? Me Too started 2017, like two years after. But yeah. it came before Trump, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trump was 2016. Yeah, Trump was. Like, this movie came out in the perfect time. Like, <laughs> if, if it came out just a year later, it would have been, you know. Blown to pieces. It should have been. Even back then it wasn't okay. Because they play off all of these predatory impulses as, Oh, it's just Josh Gad being Josh Gad. Being quirky and being uh, weird. And at the end of the movie, he is rewarded because of that obsessive behavior. Like, the reason Lady Lisa was the character, Ashley Benson. I know the actress with Lady Lisa. I know her from How I Met Your Mother. It was she was Barney's sister. How did you remember that? I love that show, and I I couldn't even remember that. I might be wrong though. I think she was Barney's sister. Yeah, probably. Uh, and to be honest, she's like the modern Tara Reid. For those of you who don't know who yeah. is Tara Reid, uh, she was in American Pie, yeah. and then nothing of significance. Uh, she turned into voice acting a lot. Like, I'm 90% sure she did one of... Uh, uh, she did Harley Quinn in one of the RPM games. Maybe the first one. It's Tara Strong. Is that Tara Strong? I think it's Tara Strong. Okay, I might uh, then I'm wrong. Because Tara Strong is Harley Quinn, I think, in uh, the original... Yeah, Batman you're right, you're right, yeah, I mix them up. So, it's rewarded because Ashley Benson doesn't attack him because he professes his love. And it's such a creepy scene, and the way they just brush it off is... I think it has more to do with game... Uh, oh god, we're gonna get flagged. No, we need to get to that. <laughs> Because if Last Starfighter was harmless in its depiction of gamers, Pixels is exactly the opposite opposite of that. Yeah. It's basically telling you that, you know, doing all of the toxic gamer shit will get you the girl. And that's not right. That's like, not right. Yeah. Um, especially uh, in these days, like, you yeah. know. 
gamers have really become really really toxic not just to uh, the other players but like to developers the uh, I don't know fucking voice actors voice actors uh, I I don't know why I I spend quite a lot of time on reddit and like I always see people complaining about new games being bad and microtransactions and what yes those things are bad there are some bad things going on in the gaming industry i can't deny that but it doesn't mean that you need to be toxic about it, it doesn't mean that you need to always complain it doesn't mean that, uh, the thing is that you need to be racist or sexist yeah exactly like you're mad at let's say you're mad at last of us 2 <laughs> I understand why you would be mad at that. You might say, oh, the story is bullshit. Okay, I agree. You should be mad at Neil Druckmann. I mean, people were mad at Neil Druckmann, but... But, but they didn't send... Uh, but why did they send the fucking voice actress? Uh, yeah, Laura Bailey. Yeah, like... Who's quite... You, you do understand? Song. Yeah, she, I, from what I saw, she did really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the story is shit, but you know, it's not her fault. She's a, she's an actor. It's not shit, by the way. But that's no, no, no. I'm they... saying yeah, 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 yeah. I I really don't. To be honest, I think uh, I, I don't, I'm not gonna get to it because I also have my stuff that I want to go and new There is any good new musicals. But to be honest, I'm not mad at like the actors in uh, what was a bad musical recently, but. Uh, that's that a lot actually. <laughs> Into the woods. What was the the other Meryl Streep one? Uh, you know the, the one the that came out. Yeah. I haven't seen it because it has James Corden in it, and even though I want to see Nicole Kidman sing, I don't want to see James Corden sing. Like for example, Cats, which to be honest, I didn't really hate. But for example, let's say I really hate Cats, and I I don't realize why I. And I'm mad that Cats represents a lot of the things that I hate in musicals. I'm not mad at Tom Hooper, the director. I'm not mad at Rebel Wilson for doing a bad job. I'm mad at the whole fucking system. <laughs> and yeah, I'm mad at the whole fucking system. We get to Disney in our later episodes. I'm really mad at fucking Disney for what he's doing. But the thing is, the suits are doing the decisions not the fucking developers why do you send death to the developer yeah it's quite nonsense i'm so I'm, I'm kind of a gamer i'm not really but i'm kind of a gamer but it's one of those things that i really don't like to be associated with like rick and morty fans <laughs> i love rick and morty i hate to be known as a rick and morty fan <laughs> so this movie is actually sort of arguing that no 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 all of those things are actually right. And let's not even get into the fact that the conspiracy theorist here is the good guy. No, definitely. Like, uh, this is such a small thing. Like, you had your nitpick with Belfast in an unpublished uh, episode. Yeah. I'm going to go into nitpick with Pixels, which is really weird. Uh, so there's this scene where the kid is, and is playing the last of us actually oh yeah yeah, yeah and 
they're talking about the the fact that there are no patterns or whatever. I don't care about that. The funny <laughs> shit is that the kid is holding a PlayStation 4 controller, which is actually sitting right there on my oh. table. And as you can see, there is a bar there that glows when you turn it on. <laughs> when the kid was playing, the thing was not on. There was no bars, you know, with lights. There was nothing. Also, there was no heart. But Last of Us doesn't have a heart, I think. Right? Uh, what? User interface. Oh. Um, it does, but it's very minimal. Whatever. It looked like a movie, though. <laughs> I can't even remember which part of the game. And I love that game to pieces, but I can't remember which part of the game. Yeah. Anyways, like, it's clear you don't care. Yeah. And seeing this kind of behavior being encouraged, encouraged on top of that, it's just like, it's insulting. Yeah. These kinds of movies are... Bad. Yeah, this is the kind of shit that, uh, that needs to be called out. Not like, I don't know. Um, I mean, what's it, a bad it, movie that's not that bad? No, for example, Cats. Yeah, if, I guess. if Cats is bad, it doesn't say anything bad about society. It's a bad movie. You might enjoy watching yes, it, you might it, not enjoy watching it. It hurts my eyes when I look yeah. at the cats. But it's, it doesn't hurt your. It doesn't tell you that what your toxic behavior is actually justified, which Pixels does, and that's the worrying part. Now, okay. The third point. The third point. Sandler's potential, quote-unquote, in the movie, is overstated and is rewarded purely on the works of his friends, perpetuating the idea that you can be anything in America. Now, this is gonna make me sound like a huge leftist. I don't believe in austerity uh, uh, or meritocracy, basically. That means that, oh, you can do whatever you want if you just try hard enough. If you believe. Yeah, if you, uh, what do you say, hoist yourself up by your bootstraps and it's like, no, it, do it, no, it fucking doesn't. No, it, there are a lot of racial stuff that I'm not going to get into because God knows. We, we already pissed people off by the military comments. <laughs> there's, you know, the whole structure of the world, how it works. Like, you yeah. know, there's always going to be someone on top and then yeah. that. Yeah, now, I agree with that. This movie is telling you that, no, 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 you can't be anything. As long as you're first with the president, as long as you're white, as long as you're sort of middle class. He wasn't really poor or anything. Sandler? Yeah, in in the movie. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Sandler um. himself is a millionaire. <laughs> but the thing is that it sort of tells you that no, no, you can spend your life not doing anything, and the system will reward you. Yeah, dude, he was even broke like ten years before the movie story started. Yeah, it's it's not a good idea to sort of tell that again because, to be honest, at at 2015, we know that's not true. At 2015, we went through 2008's recession. We know that shit is not true. Yeah. So fuck you for still doing this. And the final point, which is the biggest point, is the rampant sexism. Ah, yeah. This movie is beyond sexist. Like, insultingly sexist. Uh, 
I don't think I am too radical, but even the even traditionalist uh, Meninists should, should be insulted by this movie. First of all, Sandler woos a woman by calling her hot. Wow. Real smooth. Yeah. Cha-cha. And, yeah. He literally says, wow. And then insulting her husband's new fiance. The way she gains her favor is by saying that, yeah, your husband's new fiance is a well, slut, is a basically. Slut. Yeah. Pardon the language, by the way. And, and this woman is not just, you know, it's not supposed to be a quote-unquote bimbo. Yeah. It's a military officer and it's supposed to be highly educated in the world of the movie. So basically saying that no matter what level of uh, intelligence you show your female character at, I'm trying very hard to be not say the wrong words here but you know the right level of intelligence you show your character has you can always woo them by calling them hot yes because that works on you know yeah everyone because <laughs> it's it's just a few steps away from women be shopping yeah i i agree with that and there is a scene in the movie the pac-man scene where she is guiding them as they drive the cars to hit pack. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because it's the guy's job to drive the cars? Yeah, I guess, like... Is she not allowed? Or uh, is that in later scene? No, it's just... This, as they don't even mention it. It's just she's doing it. Because there are four guys and they can drive the cars. One of them is Pac-Man. Is it, is it actually the Pac-Man creator? Yeah. Um, Why? What did they have on you? He's a nice guy, though. I think. Okay, I know he's a nice guy. I agree, he's a nice guy. But the thing is, though. Anyways, and uh, like, why would she doesn't shoot a gun? The other female character in the movie, which is the Lady Lisa character gets wooed instantly by Josh Gad's creepy behavior. So it's basically women in this movie are just... Objects. Objects, yeah, things. And this is... This movie pisses me off so much. It pisses me off as a bad movie, and it pisses me off as a human being to watch it. (laughs) I watched another movie yesterday, which sort of did it, but that one was less fun which was The Kingsman, because that one also has a lot of bad stuff to say about history. Yeah. Uh, So, oh, also, there is another thing I want to mention. Donkey Kong is not like that. Donkey Kong doesn't play like that, so the movie doesn't even work in its own internal logic. I mean, I told you the DualShock wasn't on when they were playing. You You expect Donkey Kong to play like that? Of course it does. As like, possible, but you know that I mean by like, the movie's admission it cares more about all the plot makes absolutely no sense of course aliens see a bunch of arcades and then they're like okay let's send uh fucking I don't know Cubert yeah <laughs> which turns into a sexy girl yeah <laughs> that's Haunting. not creepy at all <laughs> yeah and the mid credit scene what was it 
Uh, Josh Gad and Cubert have a bunch of Cubert babies. Oh, right, right, right. That one. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, this movie is fucking weird. Yeah. And it's bad. And you shouldn't see it. I doubt you would. But you shouldn't. No one remembers Pixels. Like, how is this so? Um... Ooh. Not not too bad. <laughs> so two hundred and forty-four million. million against a budget of one hundred and twenty. If I'm one hundred and twenty-nine. So it basically made a profit. Barely matched, because you know there's a bunch for marketing yeah. and stuff like that. But fucking hell, Adam Sandler movies do sell. Yeah, quite unfortunate. Uh, like this is good movies and bad movies usually. Yeah. So. It's, it's not good. It's uh, <laughs> it's very saddening to see that these movies are still being made, and the fact that Adam Sandler keeps making these, like Hubie Halloween was in twenty twenty, so it's like you can do better. Yeah, but can he? <laughs> he can. He can do better. As he an just actor, yes. Want but to? Yeah. It's easier to do this than to uncut gems. Yeah, it's rolling uncut gems. Like, uh, he wasn't even nominated for that for us. Yeah. Something else. You know what's weird? Um, who were the comedians around Sandler's time, 1980s, basically? Um, it was Norm MacDonald. I mean, you had Norm, yeah. You had Ben Stiller. Yeah. You had uh, Polly Shore. For yeah, those sure. of you. Who, that's a deep cut for those of you who don't probably know. Uh, you can't say Steve Martin, though it's a bit... That's Steve Martin's 70s. Yeah, he was like in his... Uh, in his what did you say? Peak? Yeah, at, yeah, in his peak. I mean, Steve of. Martin is basically the 70s humor, though. Like, he's the new Hollywood humor. Yeah, okay, I can agree with that. So, all of the other comedians around Sander sort of moved on. Like Tom McDonald, we talked about him. That said, uh, the the episode was unpublished. Yeah, we talked about how No McDonald sort of realized that you no, know, as you go on, you realize that the world around you is changing. No McDonald never made a trans joke, basically, because he said, "Why would you marginalize an already marginalized group?" Yeah, and Stiller is. I bet I'm sure. Out of everyone I said, Stiller probably is the more uh, successful one. And he, he's done a lot of cool shit. One of them was with Sandler, which was Meyerowitz stories. Yeah, the Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah. So it's Stiller is like the more successful one. So all of them have moved on, except Polly Shaw. We forgot about Polly Shaw, rightfully. <laughs> and... Sandler still seems stuck. And the sad yeah, part is I think the uh, the thing is he just he's just okay with it. Like he doesn't that's care. The sad part. That's he can really I can part. be good. I can put effort, but why should I? And to be honest, why should he? Yeah. He's getting money. Who cares? So yeah. That was... Uh, obviously, we have to ask the question that... Uh, do you recommend Pixels? 
I recommend you buy it and burn it, <laughs> but don't actually do that because you actually are giving them money. I think if you, after all that we said, if you want to watch this movie, um, fuck you. <laughs> You're part of the problem. You're either one of those toxic gamers that want to sort of see your weird obsessions get realized. Or the kind of asshole who actually likes rampant sexism. So the answer was no, by the way. If, if you yeah. still didn't understand. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad that we don't have any good movies about gamers, but... I mean, uh, very playable. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. A revolution was started by the gamers. Yeah. Let's not do that one again. <laughs> to be honest. It's kind of weird. Uh, as, as we're talking about this, by the way, it came very recently that uh, Microsoft bought Activision <laughs> and Sony bought Bungie, which yeah. feels more like a petty insult. Well, the deal was... Uh, Four billion? No, the deal was in the move for quite a while, like even longer than Activision. Oh. And... Uh, there was a whole conversation to be had about why each one bought what and did what they did. I mean, Microsoft is understandable why they bought it. They have limitless money because they're Microsoft and they can't make good games so they buy other companies that make them. Yeah. Well, if you want me to justify Sony's move, I have to say they fill the void that they currently have in the market. And yeah. that's So, but... That's not the topic of our discussion. Yeah, yeah. Our topic I'm was... just saying that it's a weird time to see. Gaming is just weird right now. Like yeah. with whole NFTs and microtransactions oh, and all that stuff. By the way, if, if you are a fan of NFTs or worse, a proponent of one, no fuck fucking you. thanks. No, oh. NFTs, no fucking thanks. Yeah, no fucking thanks. Or, uh, Oh my god, there was a Novin film taught. There was one in uh it's on my way to my father's house. I should I, I I'll take a picture of it at something. So I guess that is the end of our trilogy. Yes. We started Just as I said, maybe the two the first two might be masterpiece, but the third one always stinks. <laughs> That's a cinema cinematic curse, like for a long not, while. Not really. The only one that. Lord of the Rings. I was yeah. Thinking. The only one that doesn't do that is Lord of the Rings. But they let her fuck it up with Hobbit. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Um. Anyways. And also, the third uh, Die Hard is better than the second one. But it wasn't a trilogy. That's. Oh yeah, yeah. It kept moving. This went on and on and no. If we had free time, we would have done a Bruce Willis. Yeah, Avalon. Just, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch any of those shit. Obviously, me neither. The only good thing, the only thing that makes me sort of, and this is irrelevant, so I'm just gonna say that. Then we can sign off. The only thing that makes me kind of understand that Bruce Willis is necessary is because he was the reason Motherless Brooklyn was made. Yeah, one of the reasons, it. yeah. 
because nobody was giving Edward Norton money <laughs> until he got Bruce Willis. So some good came did come out to do that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So I guess come to us next week for a very yeah. special episode. <laughs> Like that one. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week, everyone.